0: Hello there. This is Martijn van Hout, and I play Carthonassi in Unreal Cinema's Knights of the Old Republic adaptation, and you are listening to the Old Republic Podcast. Before we dive into our Inspired Galaxy episode on our favorite mental health movies, we wanted to thank our newest patron, Kyle, for joining at the level of Jedi Padawan.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Kyle. We appreciate the support. Um, If you want to take a look at our Patreon, we have a lot of really cool stuff going on over there. We've um, done lo-fi in the past and commissioned some different artwork uh, that we've been able to do with the help of our patrons. And now we have the Bastila audio drama going on. So you're getting behind the scenes information there. You're getting uh, early access to that as we complete different stages of it and uh, just having a lot of fun. So if you want to check out our Patreon, it's www.patreon.com slash Old Republic Podcast. And thank you again, Kyle. We appreciate it. And may the force be with you.
0: And may the force be with you. Hello there. Welcome to Inspired a Galaxy.
1: In this segment of the ORP, we discuss the artists and stories that inspired us and hope that they inspire you.
0: And now we present the episode.
1: We all are born with a certain package. We are who we are where we were born, who we were born as, how we were raised. We're kind of stuck inside that person, and the purpose of civilization and growth is to be able to reach out and empathize a little bit with other people. And for me, the movies are like a machine that generates empathy. It lets you understand a little bit more about our different hopes, aspirations, dreams, and fears. It helps us to identify with the people who are sharing this journey with us. And that is a quote by uh, Roger Ebert, Um. uh, really important lesson and a really great message as to why movies of all kinds can be important to a lot of different people. And that's going to kick off kind of this episode about a book that Cassia has just read and has alerted me to. Um, and it's called Our Favorite Movies, How Films Affect Our Mental Health uh, by Anne Fustel. Uh, so Cassia, I'm going to turn it over to you because um, I've not had a chance to read this. Um, you pointed it out to me. So I definitely I am intending to pick up a copy of it. But uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the book?
2: Alright, so this book kind of, I heard about it before I kind of really remembered and dug into the lessons from it, um, because I I do think mental health is important, and I do think that movies and entertainment can play a big role in uh, our collective mental health, individual mental health, and so I kind of just, when I got this book kind of regrettably on Amazon and not my, you know, local indie bookstore. I kind of just inhaled it, you know, and just really went through it really quickly. And what I liked is that uh, the author, uh, Anne Feustel, was uh, so open about her own journey with mental health, you know, and uh, she kind of starts off a bit with, I guess, a memoir of her mental health journey, and it's a journey she's still on, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like we're we're all working on ourselves, you know? And, yeah. uh, and she was always open about, like, how certain movies made her feel. Like, I never felt like she was too guarded. Like, I always kind of think, like, that's sometimes my problem is, like, I don't like to appear weak and stuff, so I kind of just, like, uh, don't talk about things that are hard for me or, like, very personal to me, but uh, Mm. I really appreciated her openness uh, because she says, like, she was in, like, a mental health institution a few times, and uh, she's kind of found what works for her. She's a champion for people with, uh, mental health challenges and, uh, she stands up for, for that. And I found it very admirable. Uh, and then she kind of gets into some of what cinema therapy is like cinotherapy, uh, which is like using movies to kind of help people with mental health. And I thought this was kind of a recent phenomena but it was actually, like, talked about, I think, in the 1940s at the at the earliest. So I found that interesting, and she kind of talks about Gary Solomon's works, Birgit Woltz's work. And so if you really want to understand uh, kind of what cinema therapy is, you can read this book, or you can uh, look up Gary Solomon and Birgit Wolves and you can kind of understand like it's kind of best if people talk about the movies in groups and it the goal is growth not escapism so it's kind of different from just like you know mm-hmm. uh kind of aimlessly it's more about having a goal with these movies, like, thinking about different questions and uh, kind of saying, like, did the character do this right here? Why was it right or why was it wrong? So uh, it's kind of like bringing a certain structure to watching movies with, which is different than just, like, mindless escapism. Even though sometimes we need that, I think therapy I kind of have been unofficially doing it, I think this year and, like, throughout corona, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. and, like, because there was a lot of things that were just shut down, so then I kind of learned a whole lot more about empathy, uh, a whole lot more about uh, different ways of interpreting and experiencing the world, because I I did grow up kind of in an insular community, uh, so that's why I really identified with the quote from roger ebert uh about movies being empathy machines because i think movies have helped me develop empathy and helped me as like my mental health might not be where i want it to be uh what do you what do you think about uh cine therapy and have have movies helped you
1: yeah i think absolutely and um yeah the quote does a really good job of kind of laying out you know you know what that means, because yeah, in order to kind of you know broaden your exposure to to things in the world and different ideas and um, you know ways, you can kind of process your own feelings and emotions. You know, movies are a great kind of mechanism uh, to do that with, right? Because we all live in kind of our own. You know in our own homes with our own uh, families within our own communities but that is a very very small like infinitely small like uh, you know percentage of the whole world so um you know you might not be getting the kind of you know the kind of feedback or the kind of um you know, empathy towards yourself for the way that you feel or the way that you feel about other people, you know, just within your own uh, community. So it's, it's a great kind of window to the rest of the world. So yeah, so definitely. And um, yeah, I mean, movies are uh, a are really good way of, you know, being able to kind of identify um, some things, you know, within yourself, the way that you feel about things, the way that you process things, because, you know, no two people are, you know, 100% alike. So even, you know, within your own uh, family or friend group, or, um you know school or you know whatever you know, you know, you're not going to have like a, a one for one comparison so you can start kind of picking things out of of movies obviously um but you know it's, it's stories and that's something you know we've we've talked about uh you know in the past about why stories are important but yeah definitely you know seeing those things visually uh, acted out in front of you is really important and we kind of did a little bit of not not like a deep dive but more kind of know hyper focused on uh, Star Wars back in uh, episode 99 uh, which came out back in November of 2021 when we were joined by 501st help to talk about how you know Star Wars um, you know could play a big part in uh, you know addressing and helping with people's uh, mental health and mental fatigue and things like that so obviously you know that was geared more towards Star Wars but yeah if you broaden that out uh, you know in all of cinema that's a lot of worlds and a lot of characters um, and a lot of you know, different, um, aspects of life and, uh, different viewpoints and perspectives that can come into focus and do a really good job of helping you, um, you know, kind of, you know, feel better about, uh, you know, the, the things in your own life to, uh, take a break, to, you know, help with, uh, mental fatigue, to help you, you know, kind of regain focus and gain confidence, you know, kind of all of those things you can, pick up from movies of of you know all different types and you know it's hard to say where you know those feelings might come from and they're going to be different for for every person that's why if you ask you know 100 people what their favorite you know movies are they're all going to be different of course so um yeah I, I think that this is a really good way to um address your own kind of mental health and yeah especially you know over the last couple of years it's definitely been something that's needed for sure
2: yeah and just a reminder, uh, neither Brian nor I are mental health, uh, professionals, but, uh, we are just kind of talking about, uh, what helps us. Uh, mm-hmm. the key is to, uh, just find a mental health professional, someone to talk to that has your best interests and growth at heart, and you can discuss, uh, maybe if, uh, cine therapy is right for you or su- they can suggest like how to incorporate it into your life you know uh mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't work for you but the key is just to keep mental health professionals in the conversation so
1: yeah definitely definitely yeah definitely make sure that if you um are if you're in need of help or struggling or you know even just want to want to talk to you definitely there are a lot of good resources out there and we'll make sure to put um some that we like in the in the show notes but definitely reach out and you know open those conversations because that ultimately is what's very important so
2: yeah and I thought that the author chose a good selection of movies that were positive and I could definitely see why she chose them from a cine therapy lens so I'll just kind of read these by title Uh, Inside Out came out in 2015 Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, 2004, Fried Green Tomatoes, 1991, A League of Their Own, 1992, Defending Your Life, 1991, The Princess Bride, 1987, Big Business, 1988, Tommy Boy, 1995, When Harry Met Sally, 1989, Joe versus the Volcano 1990, Little Women 1994 and Contact 1997. Are you familiar with uh, any of those any of those movies?
1: Uh yeah, I've seen the uh, majority of those films. Um it and yeah, I could definitely see why those would be really good uh kind of representations of what you know makes for a good movie um kind of in and the story that those are telling and the way that they make you feel because when i think about um <laughs> movies for myself of things that um you know kind of help with my uh, my own mental health my um you know, mental, mental fatigue and, and just stress and things, a lot of the films that I tend to go back to time and time again are uh, movies that I grew up with, um, you know, so a lot of those, for myself anyway, a lot of those late 80s, um, early 90s films, <laughs> you know, A League of Their Own, uh, When Harry Met Sally, uh, you know, The Princess Bride, um, I have here on my list too. You know, those are, those are things that I can put on and they instantly kind of take me back to kind of, maybe a place before, you know, you have like the, the pressure of the world. It's kind of like a, um, like a childlike innocence, uh, so to speak, but it just, you know, it, it kind of transports you back when you're like, oh, I don't you know, all this stuff that's going on in the world. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't have these same stresses and pressures, or at least they were different. Um, it, and, you know, it's not necessarily a, like, like an escapism mechanism. It's just, it's just kind of like transporting you, um, into a, uh, a different place where you can. Uh, kind of be away from that and let your you know your brain kind of like recharge and rethink and reposition itself and you know get you get you prepared to to go back into (laughs) into the world
2: yeah and just kind of looking at at her list again uh inside out was probably uh one of the best movies i've seen uh, about mental health like in recent years Mm -hmm. it uh, just kind of like being able to see like a a teenage girl like have to deal with a move you know and how it affects her emotions how it affects her family's emotions and kind of like you're able to see like the emotions like literally kind of like personified and uh, just like the message that it's okay to cry sometimes you know uh, Mhm. It's not a message like I got a lot growing up, but uh, it just made sense when I when I heard it, you know.
1: Yeah, Inside Out is a really great example of of a film that's, you know, kind of identifying and and displaying, you know, uh, different aspects of uh, people's mental health. And um, actually, you know, that's a that's a Pixar film. I think that that's one of the things that Pixar has done. Uh, really well obviously this is kind of the the penultimate of that but you know it it really kind of dissects a lot of kind of inner struggles that that people have and the way that they present it and the stories that they can tell are you know very important and you know important to to bring those things you know into light like we had something uh that just came out last year um turning red by pixar you know and that um spoke to a whole um you know a whole giant portion of uh society you know that had you know never kind of had maybe the you know kind of the runway to have conversations and and talk about stuff like that but you know having a movie like that um you know that the whole family sits down it's it's it it literally yeah that's right just like agora it's literally a period film (laughs) um uh but you know it it creates like a, a vehicle to have conversations and to you know make you feel like you're you know not alone or you know the, this is you know it's not just me that you know a lot of people are struggling with this so i think that that's you know a really good um, kind of illustration um in an illustrated movie about you know why these uh, you know movies are so important
2: yeah and then i can't personally speak to eternal sunshine of the spotless mind and fried green tomatoes uh but I, Eternal Sunshine. It's, I think it's like about like two people who were in love, but they wanted to erase their memories. And uh, then Fried Green Tomatoes is about a friend who helps her her friend escape an abusive marriage. So, mm-hmm. I guess it could be. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, I don't know if it's a happy film or not. I've never seen it, but uh, it seems like it would be a good examination. Kind of like maybe the inverse of Inside Out, you know? Uh, And then Fried Green Tomatoes, haven't seen it. I haven't ever tried Fried Green Tomatoes either, so if anyone out there has, let us know if they're good, but delicious yeah one film i have seen recently because of this book is a league of their own so uh what do you think from that movie is a is a good mental health message
1: um let's see so some of the positive messages for a league of their own uh we actually just covered this a couple weeks back on um drink the movies and it's a film that i grew up watching a lot and i i think that there are you know a lot of really good things that are covered in that film obviously it's you know um, it's telling a story about the um, all-american girls professional baseball league which i think is important for um, empowering uh, women and you know little girls and and young women you know kind of you know illustrating that but you also have kind of the you know it's set along this this backdrop of uh world war ii um you have a lot of family uh, dynamics and struggles and and stresses of being on the road and things like that and feeling isolated and uh removed from your family and um you know a family um uh, kind of kind of abrasion there between you know Dottie and kit the sisters so i think that i think that that movie does a really good job on a couple of fronts of you know telling a, a story that you know encompasses uh a lot of different things that people could be experiencing, or, you know, multiple things that people are experiencing. Um, and it's set against this backdrop of this, this very kind of, kind of hopeful, kind of proud thing for these uh, women to be out, you know, presenting um, themselves and their skills and their capabilities uh, to the world. So it, it's uplifting in, in that sense. But yeah, it deals with a lot of kind of personal struggles and, you know, things that people uh, deal with in their day to day lives, and, you know, professionally, and uh, how they all, are out in you know perceived in the world
2: yeah and it was a good film and I'm glad I finally saw it all the way through I think I've seen parts of it uh on tv but then when I was on a flight I was able to finally see it start to finish and I was like yeah I just did that so I felt accomplished
1: yeah I mean it it, and that one came out um I'm not sure the exact year that that came out, but, um, I would have been pretty young. So yeah, I mean, that was a, a film that I, I grew up watching uh, a bunch of times and yeah, I, I, stuff like that. I think it's, like I said, on one hand, it's just a very important, uh, kind of story. Um, you know, it's not, you know, one for one historically accurate, but it, it sheds light on something that a lot of people, you know, wouldn't know about, you know, the all American girls professional baseball league was a very real thing. And, you know, without that film, a lot of people wouldn't know about it, that it even existed at all so it's important on that uh on that front as well as you know being you know really important and looking at you know fi- family dynamics and and all that other stuff that i just mentioned so
2: yeah and then i haven't seen defending your life have you seen that one
1: i no, i am not familiar with that one
2: yeah it's kind of like uh it has meryl streep in it so it's good you know so it's good and, yeah. yeah Five five and <laughs> And it's kind of like this person dies, you know, and the goal is to move on to uh, what there is to move on to rather than be reincarnated. So they have to defend like their life. Like, did they live out of fear or did they live out of love, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I'll have to see that one day. But what I definitely have seen is the Princess Bride and... I think it's just the perfect nostalgic mental health uh, film that makes you feel good. What about you?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely um the princess bride is uh, is a fantastic film it's it's very it's very quotable, but um, it it's one of those films and a lot of the films when I look back and think about um, movies that I liked growing up and you know are still things that I'll put on um, from time time to time, you know, and it's, it's not so much that it's like a, like a background noise kind of thing, because I I do that too. Um, I do that more with like TV shows, but movies, I'll, I'll put it on because it's, because it's like engaging and intelligent enough to kind of hold your attention. Um, but you don't necessarily need to be like hyper-focused on it because you've seen it so many times, but yeah, I mean, it just, it just tells such a great story and the writing and you know ultimately it's a a story that's very hopeful it's about uh you know your one true love and and fighting for that so it's it's uplifting um in that sense and you know it's it's exciting and it takes you back to to a place you know where you're you're remembering all of the lines and and stuff like that and I you know I think that for um you know for me personally when I'm thinking about films that Um, are affecting my mental health um, in a good way they are are things that are ultimately you know even even though some of them you know have kind of a a darker tone or um, are more somber ultimately uh, they're all stories about about hope and finding happiness and uh, you know doing doing your best Um, in a world that, you know, could be bad. But something like The Princess Bride, I mean, you know, it is a very fun film and has this great message of of hope and perseverance and, you know, (laughs) fighting for your true love. Um, And I think that, you know, that's a a great example of of something uh, like that.
2: Yeah, and then I haven't seen Big Business or Tommy Boy. Have you seen those ones?
1: Um, I've not seen Big Business. I have seen uh, Tommy Boy, uh, which was a, a... uh, comedy that starred um, David Spade and um, Chris Farley, of course, um, the the late Chris Farley, and uh, that was kind of in this period where uh, those two were, you know, doing all these comedies coming out of uh, Saturday Night Live. So just a, a really fun movie and. Uh, yeah I would imagine that that one is pretty nostalgic for a lot of people I remember that one uh, from my youth and kind of kind of those movies um, again something similar to like the Princess Bride that's you know that's highly quotable and you can kind of get lost in the story because you've seen it and you're so familiar with the characters and um, a lot of humor in there uh, which is which is definitely good it's it's always nice to have a you know like a like a true like actual comedy that you can uh, lose yourself in uh, for a little bit I think is good
2: yeah and, but I have seen When Harry Met Sally, and I like that it has, like, just some dots at the end, like, period, mm-hmm. period, period. And, yeah. Because it, it just is a funny title. But, uh, yeah, like, for me, like, When Harry Met Sally, I think it's, like, the most true-to-life rom-com, and mm-hmm. it has some good messages about friendship and, like, being able to grow. Uh, you you really get to see these characters uh, through about, like, so many years of their lives, and you see, like, how they intersect and kind of learn. Uh, and you get to see the late, great Carrie Fisher in, a, in an incredible role. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's a A romance, B romance, and uh, I don't know, like... I it just made me happy and it's hilarious and if you ever want things to get awkward you can listen to it <laughs> on a plane you know and right. then just try not to laugh you know <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> that's right just full volume on a plane or in a diner and you'll be all set um uh, but yeah well you know, I as someone I don't particularly care for romantic comedies, generally speaking. But when Harry Met Sally, um, is probably one of the absolute best, if not the best, because yeah, it's very, um, it feels very realistic in the story that they're telling, and I feel like. Being in the position of Harry or Sally is something that a lot of people can identify with and put themselves in the shoes or put yourself in the shoes of, you know, the the best friend there, uh, Carrie Fisher in the story too. So um, absolutely a great film and a really good one to, you know, kind of identify that, that love lost and that friendship and, you know, when those, when those roads uh, cross and uh, go back and forth. But yeah, excellent film and a uh, really good example, I think.
2: Yeah. And then the final three: Joe versus the volcano, Little Women in contact. Guess which one I've seen.
1: I'm gonna say uh, Joe versus. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Little Women would be my guess, but
2: yeah, that that's the that's the one I've seen. So <laughs> I've seen like basically every version of it. So mm,
1: mm-hmm, I
2: mm. think it's a it's a special story that like you kind of grow up with in school. Uh, maybe it's kind of like. America's Jane Austen, you know? Uh, And you get to see the different struggles that... uh, Different, I guess, challenges, struggles, and kind of hopes and dreams that four different uh, sisters have. And it's kind of fun to just kind of be like, am I this sister? Am I that sister? Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think it's a classic. Um, I guess, like, as a guy, like have you ever seen that
1: um i have seen uh little women you know a few of the different iterations to it it yeah i mean it it tells obviously a really good story about about these sisters and you know how that kind of kind of family dynamic and the love between them and then like the the external love how the how they're projecting it out are are you know it's it's a really great story and i would imagine um you know, i not a sister. I don't have a sister, but I imagine that if you did, um, that there are a lot of um, kind of parallels to your own life that you could see um, and find some catharsis and seeing how those situations are handled, um, uh, you know, by these women in this in this film or in the, in the book. Um, you know, so I yeah, I think that that would be uh, a really good. And obviously, that's why, you know, it's been remade, you know, <laughs> dozens of times. It's, it's just a story that just resonates, um, you know, generation after generation.
2: Yeah, so I think it's a great movie, and I think that's why it's remade. It's also probably because it's pre copyright, uh, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Disney can't be like we own that, you know. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> that that certainly helps. the uh, The money definitely helps, but yeah, every time there's a there's a version of it, it, it seems like it's really well beloved. It always they. All the versions always seem to do really good, you know. Come yeah. award season and things like that, because, like I said, I think it's just it's one of those stories that kind of it transcends itself and it's it's applicable, you know, 50 years ago and it's still applicable today because I think what the the last one just came out like two years ago, I think, in 2020 maybe or something like that. So
2: I think it was 2019. It was the before times. Uh, in the
1: in the before times. the corona. So, yeah.
2: as they say. But yeah, uh what are some of your movies that uh you would classify under your mental health happy movies?
1: Yeah, so so I've got a a couple of uh movies here and and pretty much when I was thinking about this when you were, you know, talking to me about this book and that we wanted to record a little bit of, you know, an episode talking, you know, kind of about the book and just about movies. Um, really, for me, they kind of fell into two categories. So it was either films that I, I grew up loving that, you know, kind of, like I would said, kind of resonate and take me back to um, a different time and a place in my own life. And, um, you know, not necessarily as like an escapist sort of a thing, but, um, you know, just to just to kind of change your your paradigm for, you know, two hours as you're as you're watching this thing. So I think back to, to things that I really loved. Uh, growing up Princess Bride I'd mentioned um, stuff like Jaws and uh, Planet of the Apes you know those were movies that you know I'd put on we'd watch on like the Sunday matinee um, which is <laughs> probably youngsters out there listening we used to have a, a TV and you'd have to you know watch whatever was on but um, you know watching those uh, Sunday matinees uh, with my dad and uh, stuff like Apollo 13 that I found um, you know very exciting and um, very interesting from someone as someone that loved science but then also kind of you know the the hopefulness of you know what you know brilliant people can do when they you know put their minds to to doing something and achieving a common goal i i love stuff like that which is why i really like um documentaries as well you know um just seeing people that are uh, just brilliant kind of do their do their thing um has always been really appealing to me but then on the other hand i i really like kind of worlds that i can get absorbed in um especially uh you know, like big, like ensemble things, because then there's a lot of characters to kind of pick and choose. You know what you see. Oh, I see. You know, I I like I like to think of myself as brave, like this character, but you know, vulnerable, like this character, and you know, I want to, you know, you know, be in love and you know, happy, like you know, these characters. So I think of things like the Lord of the Rings and you know, Harry Potter, just like these big universes that you can kind of be absorbed into, and you know, you don't have necessarily like one one figure that you're identifying with but you can kind of see yourself um in a lot of different characters in a lot of situations and then um obviously you know the star wars being the big one for um me and uh, i would imagine most of the people listening to the star wars is okay star wars star wars is is okay um but you know just just kind of these big worlds that you can you can get lost in and and see yourself playing uh different roles i think is is really good something that um i like for my um you know i like to to tune in to my my own mental health and then kind of one last little uh category that i had here for my own films um i I really like um, holiday films. I like the way that they they make me feel and kind of the, the place that they take me to as we get closer to um, the like the Christmas holiday time every year. You know, you always watch the same ones and um, they kind of take you back to, you know, they take you into this like headspace that gets you ready for that. It gets you ready for, um, you know, the family and the, the traditions and stuff. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have a a good place for that so um you know stuff like it's a wonderful life um is something that i look forward to uh watching every year because um you know a it's an amazing movie but uh b it really resonates with me and kind of the tone um and the way that i you know see those characters and feel about myself and um you know kind of the I <laughs> i really enjoy kind of kind of kind of the darker aspects of it but then ultimately it's this you know very kind of kind of hopeful and happy tale, um, you know as it you know culminates into it, so uh, stuff like that for me, but uh, what about you, Cassia? I know you've probably got a, a list of movies you've been you've been crushing the movie watching uh, the last couple years so
2: yeah, my mental health movies list is maybe really long, <laughs> but I separated it into three different kind of uh, lessons, like movies mm-hmm. that taught me lessons. Uh, survival and hope. I'll kind of start with, uh, taught me lessons. Uh, Little Women 2019, it taught me a lot of lessons about life, love, friendship, sisterhood, familyhood. I don't know if familyhood is a name, but (laughs) is a, is a word, I mean, but you know, familyhood, Familyhood. It, it should be a name. Revenge of the Sith, like it's kind of hilarious because like fusto's movies are all like happy uh happy ending ones for the most part, and then mine is like yeah i i I learn stuff from Revenge of the Sith, like I learn what not to do from that movie. It's kind of like a tragic Greek opera, you know, so mm-hmm. yeah. And it's just uh, the best of the Star Wars prequels, in my opinion, you know, and uh, just a good good time. And then Everything Everywhere All at Once uh, taught me a whole bunch of lessons, and I'm still learning from it, and I need to watch it again and again, because uh, it's kind of just one that just came out, you know?
1: And Everything Everywhere All at Once is a perfect example of um, a film that really... <laughs> it's amazing you should go out and see it everyone if you haven't but you know it does a, a really good job of tackling sort of multiple fronts of things that could be affecting you and how they all kind of culminate um uh together um at the end is absolutely beautiful so yeah so that's an excellent example of one sure
2: yeah um and then survival um i don't know if you've ever heard of the film *Kentiki*. It was, uh, I believe it's a 1953 documentary that, uh, some Norwegians who were sailing from, like, South America to some of the Pacific Islander, uh, uh, like, islands in the middle of the Pacific, like, they, they were on a raft, and they sailed that whole way, kind of, Mm, and... I just thought it was really cool because like they did this like a few years after world war two and Mm -hmm. it's just an amazing story and it made me feel hopeful. And I did see the, the dramatization movie dramatized movie. It wasn't my favorite because I think it kind of like was a little bit cliche, but what I loved is like, It says in the credits, like, after World War II, like, people needed to, like, believe in, like, adventuring and, like, discovering Mm -hmm. things more about the world rather than destroying it. Um, And I think that's what they did on this, uh, on that expedition, like, in a raft in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Um, It was a lot about teamwork, seeing different animals, survival, Um, and also I believe this was, uh, Norway's first Oscar, uh, in 1953, so Hmm. Mm Kentiki got that done, and I believe it, this film is free on Tubi, if you can see that, so, yeah, I, I I love Kentiki. and maybe it's just me, but I'm like, I love this so much, and, uh, maybe people are like, yeah, it's great, but i just I just love it uh it's just so different, and it always gets me hopeful and curious again so mm-hmm. and then Alpha it's about like the first dog, and one thing I think I've kind of realized is that some of the films I like are where like they people have to survive against all odds and Maybe we don't remember their names, but their influence is felt, you know, like afar off. Mm-hmm. And like there's remnants of them. And like this is the story of the first dog. So, like, all of us who have dogs, like, there had to be a first dog, you know? And yeah. yeah. And we love doggos, you know? Uh, That's right. But yeah, so. I love that movie for that reason, and then *Cave of Forgotten Dreams* is a Warner Herzog documentary. Documentary, and I think I love it for like the same reason. Like, uh, humanity had to survive, but we leave behind uh, prints on a wall that can still be seen today. You know, and uh, survival is hard, but like people found stuff to do rather than just merely survive, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's a great Warner Herzog documentary. Uh, He has an incredible voice for documentaries, and it's, like, about something I love. So, of course, I'm going to dig it, you know? And and then Pompeii, one of my favorite films ever. No one else really likes it, but that's okay. Um... (laughs) I think I love it because of the end, and I don't want to spoil it too much, but like, uh, even if someone is a slave or uh, is kind of overlooked because they're a woman, you know, and the Roman nobility, mm-hmm. like, what we do matters, and uh, maybe we don't think we leave things behind, but but we do. And that's why I love Pompeii so much. And then, uh, I think I'll, the, the hope, uh, hope is a great lesson. Hope is sometimes not very practical, but to, to continue on when you have no hope is the definition of hope. Uh, and I love The Adventures of Robin Hood because it's just a fun, colorful, adventure that i think gets people into older films and it's a great accessible film for like all ages and you don't have to over complicate robin hood with like the fate of the western world you know like mm-hmm. it can just be robin hood saves maid marion from getting married you know and it's just that simple but it's just that good um and I, I loved Little Women 2019, uh, kind of because of the, I guess, like, looking back, you know, uh, the different flashbacks have different tones, like, uh, her childhood, uh, Joe's childhood kind of looks a little bit more bright, a little bit more optimistic, and then... Uh, when certain things happen, it becomes a little bit dull, you know, but th- then you kind of find the new normal and you find new happiness and, uh, who knows what happened in the end, you know, like whether she mm-hmm. runs off with the, with the boy or not, but it's open to interpretation. Uh, it's a great adaptation of the classic, uh, little women's story. Uh, and then guess which Star Wars film I find the most hopeful.
1: Um, I, I don't know. It could be a new hope cause it's right in the title.
2: Uh, that would have been a great transition, but, um, <laughs> it's return of the Jedi. So okay.
1: yep, that's fair. It's yeah.
2: just a solid, you know, we got like the most hopeful Star Wars film in my perspective and like the least hopeful in my perspective uh, mm, mm-hmm. represented on this list. Um, and then I do love the Cocteau and Disney version of Beauty and the Beast. It kind of just gets me into that childhood, innocence, uh, kind of way of seeing the world in a fairy tale. You know, like any curse can be lifted. You know, love conquers all. Stuff like that. Um <laughs> I'll end with Paper Man, which uh, maybe taught me too much, too many hopeful lessons about love, uh, but sometimes, like, life can just be so isolating, and uh, that's why this little short film is in black and white, and, like, it's in New York, because sometimes, like, when you're in a big city, sometimes it can just feel stifling and alone, but, like, sometimes things work out, you know, and uh and no one can guarantee them if they'll work out forever or things will work out for everyone, but uh Paperman just the music and uh the animation just always gets me hopeful, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah, so my list is very different from uh Anne Fustel's and a bit different from yours but like i guess that's a lesson you know like we all find different things hopeful uh we learn lessons from different things and i'm like wow i really am into survival more than i thought i was
1: <laughs> right <laughs> uh yeah yeah and i think i think that it's um you know interesting you know as we kind of ran through ours we and you uh, kind of walked us through kind of the ones that ann fustel had um highlighted in in her book but um, that's, that's one of the really neat things about stories and about, uh, films is we're, we're coming into it, you know, and, you know, the lights go down and the movie comes on and then we're all watching it through, through the lens of the life experience, um, that we've had and the lives that we're, um, living and, you know, kind of the, the ideas and, um, thoughts that, that we have. So, you know, everyone watches movies, um, differently. No two people see, a, a film, or read a book or listen to a listen to a song exactly the same way so so yeah i mean it's on on one hand you know you have kind of kind of these themes and obviously the bigger ones you know the the star wars is and the uh, things like that of the of the world but yeah you're taking you're taking your own self in into a film and you're meeting it kind of uh, halfway there, um, with what the, you know, the film directors and producers and writers and cinematographers, you know, all were setting out to, out to take. So, you know, on one hand, the, the movie is coming at you, but on the other hand, uh, you're coming back, you know, at the movie with the way that you think about it. So, so yeah, I think everyone's lists are going to be different and what they find, um, you know, mentally refreshing and, uh, mentally, uh, healing and, you know, just, (laughs) you know, kind of, you know, refreshing all of those things, um, you know so that make that makes sense that our lists are are different and i think that that's that's one of the really cool things uh, about movies um is that no two people can see them exactly the same
2: yeah and it kind of goes back into roger ebert's quote about empathy like we don't see things the same but stories and films can help break down uh what divides us and build more empathy and i definitely agree with the his sentiment that films are empathy machines and I've noticed it as I've just tried to increase watching movies the last couple of years. Maybe I went a little bit too much uh, but I'm just kind of catching up on the films I, I didn't see growing up and just kind of learning more about uh, the world around me you know Uh and I mean maybe that's like I don't want to presume, but uh, is that one of the reasons you do uh, drink the movies?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, so drink the movies was kind of born of this, um, you know, desire just to just to talk about movies and to learn more about movies. And you know, obviously, here on the Old Republic podcast, as we kind of walk through, you know, our our own movie adaptation, and you know, over on that podcast, like it, it's just so interesting to me. And you know, I just kind of hit on it uh, there, but. You know, two people can watch the same movie and have completely different uh, reactions to it, you know, mentally, viscerally, um, you know, it, it it's so wild to, to think about something, you know, I might look at something and say, oh, man, I love how the lighting in this in this looks because I can see things very visually. But, you know, someone else, you know, like you, Cassia, might watch it and be like, oh, that that dialogue right there didn't work for me i hate it i don't know what, what you're talking about you know or vice yeah. versa and I, I think that you know it's it's just really interesting um as you know as as a medium there are so many things to to kind of look at and identify with and you know feel the effects of um i love it and yeah it's uh when starting uh, drink the movies was you know obviously because we like um talking about movies and you know talking about movies that you know one of the two of us really liked and the other one didn't or you know trying to like <laughs> sell the idea of what you really like about a movie I think is as good because then that opens up conversations and helps people um, you know kind of broaden the way that you see things if you if you really love someone and you're able to kind of explain why that is to someone and and have them identify with it or you know vice versa or um, you know and yeah ultimately that all goes back to that you know that quote we we gave at the beginning it, it just widens your own sort of um you know <laughs> pre-instilled uh bias and you know just opens the door to to you know this whole other world that you hadn't seen or experienced or or lived in before and it gives you you know a little two-hour window to do that
2: yeah and we always love uh kind of getting meta and examining stories uh in our little uh inspired a galaxy episodes uh we're always grateful for our listeners even if we're not overtly talking about revan you know or Mm -hmm. hk47's epic one-liners you know so thank you for listening and maybe tell us in the comments what your favorite movies are and may the force be with you Inspired a
0: Galaxy is an imprint of the ORP and can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, as well as everywhere else that Anchor Podcasts are distributed.
1: And you can connect with the ORP on Twitter. It's at Old Republic Pod. And if you want to connect with me on Instagram, it's at Astro underscore Droid underscore.
0: And the ORP and Inspired a Galaxy podcasts Patreon can be found under www.patreon.com forward slash older public podcast
1: the inspired a galaxy theme was composed by alistair shorman alistair can be found at alistair forward slash alistair sounds
0: this episode of inspired a galaxy has been brought to you by our supporters on patreon may the force be with you